0: You're listening to episode two of Nutty in NYC, and I'm your host, Martin Nutty. Last week in episode one, I talked about the horrible events that took place down in Uvalde, Texas. It's not really the way I want to start a podcast. Why? Because I think of myself essentially as an optimist, and with events like that, it's sometimes it's difficult to retain that sense of optimism. So let me say this and explain where I stand. I consider myself to be a radical centrist. I am by nature wary of isms. Think capitalism, socialism. The one thing that actually drives my view of the world is I don't believe in binaryism, meaning I don't believe the capitalists have all the answers. I don't believe the socialists have all the answers. I think they both have some of the answers. And you've got to be open and not believe that anybody has a total grasp of the truth to the exclusion of another party. And that's what binaryism is and it affects all too much of American society at the moment. And the truth is America is in a pretty pessimistic state of mind right now. And at its root, I believe, is fear. And it doesn't really matter what side of the political spectrum you look at. But let's say you take the issue of economics, for example. If you're on the left side of the spectrum, you're worried about big business or Elon Musk. If you're on the right side of the spectrum, you're worried about socialism and Bernie Sanders. If you look at religion, if you're on the left, you're worried about fundamentalist Christians who want to impose social conservatism on the country. If you're on the right, you might be worried about Muslims and Sharia law wanting to impose their religion on the country as a whole. If you think about personal security on the left, You're worried about the prevalence of unregulated guns on the right. You're worried about street violence and anarchy. But if we can step back a little bit and step away from fear, because the one way to conquer fear is to not let it run you. The first thing you need to ask is who gains from fear? And it's fear that's actually being used to drive a wedge deep into American society. But who gains? Well, there's a number of bad actors that are out there. And what they want to do is stoke up unreasoning anger. Because, let's say, for example, you're in the news media. Anger sells. It's good for numbers. It is a cheap narcotic. All of us, at some time or other, like to indulge in anger. I'm not saying anger is always bad, it can be constructive. But when it becomes unreasoning, when it is driven by fear, it becomes destructive to a society. But the news media understand that it sells. It gets good viewing numbers, which in turn generates nice ad revenues if you're looking from a profit point of view. There's bad actors in the political world. They like to stoke up anger so they can distract people from more important issues that could improve the governance of country and make life better for all Americans. So watch out for the politics of distraction meaning let's get people stoked up about one issue so that they can't focus on something that's really important. And these loudmouths in the media, in politics, are on the extremes of what I call the bell curve of political dialogue. Two-thirds of the people in our political dialogue bell curve are pretty much silent. They don't say anything. And on the extremes of the bell curve are very loud people that are driving the conversation. They're not really representative of America as a whole, but they drive the conversation. They drive the stories and news that we hear in the evenings. They stoke up people's fears so that they can pursue their agenda. And how do you spot these malefactors of fear? Well, there's some tells, as they say, if you play poker, anybody that references some kind of internal enemy within a country. There's usually this faceless they or them, they say this, or they say that, or them folks do this, or them folks do that. Calling somebody un-American is like a real classic. It's a way of othering people, of driving that wedge in deeper. And the most common thing, obviously, is to stoke people up against a minority group. That could be a religious group or a racial group. Get people focused on their anger, directed at somebody else. Again, the politics of distraction the money-making potential of media. Good governance and good media is not focused on the generation of anger. It is focused on the identification and implementation of solutions. So Americans have forgotten that they are Americans. There is, as Barack Obama would have said, no blue state or red state of America, there is only a United States. And yet, those colors dominate our dialogue. Wedges are being driven between the urban and the rural, between the elites and the blue collar. And any time you see these malefactors of fear, you need to turn away for them or call them out. So if they're Using language like they, the question should be asked, who is the they that you are referring to? Because it is a shorthand, it's a laziness in action, it is a hot button to tap into people's fears when that nameless or faceless they is being invoked. What we as the two-thirds under the bell curve of America need to do is to practice two-thirds politics. Take, for example, guns. It's obviously a hot topic in the news. The left despairs that guns will never be regulated. The right are worried that all their guns will be taken away. What we lose in this time or what we have lost is the ability to talk to each other and understand That there are actually points of agreement. For example, background checks. In April 2021, the Pew Research poll reported that 81% of Americans support background checks. Drilling down a little bit further, support of 70% is found amongst Republican voters. And that's a classic two-thirds or more support of people in agreement. So why can't we pass legislation? Because a lot of times people are not willing to compromise on all sorts of other areas of gun legislation. So it's important to put a win on the board to go after those two-third possibilities. Now, people are going to come back and say, well, you know, you don't really understand how the American political system works. Take, for example, Texas. You're not going to get two-thirds of Texans supporting background checks. Well, the truth of the matter is, you will. As a matter of fact, you've got 61% of Republicans supporting background checks. That's straight out of a University of Texas poll, and I'll post links to a couple of these polls in my show notes so you can look at it yourself. So what we need to do is get to a point where we're starting to talk about two-thirds politics, not blue state or red state, not urban versus rural. It's more about what do we collectively as Americans have in common and tune out those malefactors of fear. America wants governance that works. Enough with do nothingism That's actually one-ism I believe in. This is Martin Nutty, and you've been listening to Nutty in NYC. The music you're listening to was composed and performed by Leah Rankin. For more on Leah, please visit her Instagram page. That is L-E-A-H-R-A-N-K-I-N on Instagram.